Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Wednesday edition of PFTOT, where we get some extra time to talk about things we didn't get to. Or I like that music. Like to talk about a little bit more. I like the music too. Yeah. I yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's a little catchy. It is. Um, you should write some lyrics to it. You should do a rap over it when we start. Yo, I'm Mike Flory. Yo. No, that's it. That's all you're no, getting. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's all. That's more than I wanted. Trust me. All right. Um, and you should apologize for that, which brings us to our first topic. Let's dust off something we discussed during PFT Live. We didn't really have an extended amount of time to get into it, and I really want to let it breathe a little bit more. The idea that, number one, Adam Thielen called out Kirk Cousins on Sunday, and I've seen some chatter online. People are like, oh, he didn't call him out. Yes, he did. Adam Thielen called him out. When you look at the full range of the comments that Adam Thielen made after the game, he's criticizing Kirk Cousins for not getting the ball down the field to open receivers, specifically to Thielen. So the reaction by Kirk Cousins to this breach of football etiquette was to go on radio Tuesday night with Adam Thielen in the studio. Right. And Kirk Cousins on live radio, KFAN, apologized to Thielen. And... I hate everything about this, Chris. I hate that Thielen called him out. Yep. I hate that Mike Zimmer didn't address it publicly on Monday at his press conference. And I hate that Cousins is apologizing to Thielen. If anything, Thielen should be apologizing to Cousins. I agree, Mike. I mean, I, you know, this was going to be one of my grievances today because Thielen has gotten a free pass for breaking locker room etiquette because, you know, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that's easy to jump on. And I give you a lot of credit because you can be one of those guys that jumps on Kirk Cousins, but this shows you that you're not like a, you know, I don't know what I want to say, just a total mean-hearted idiot guy who can't see it for what it is. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Well, you're Gee, not. that's the nicest thing you've well, ever said I, I to me. I was trying to basically say at least it shows that your biases sometimes or your frustrations with Kirk Cousins does not cloud your judgment of watching a guy who, like you said, broke locker room protocol by airing that out. And we get on other players all the time when they do that type of stuff. And, yes, you mean Cousins is apologizing on radio because he knows he was called out publicly, too, in a little cryptic way there by Adam Thielen. I mean, that's why he did it. Uh, to add to it, yes, I would have not liked to seen Kirk Cousins go on that radio station and do that in that manner. I don't think, like, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers would ever do that, to your point of what you said during the show. No. No, I think, you know, it kind of makes, um, for lack of a better phrase, it looks makes Kirk Cousins look weaker by the fact that he did that. I would have liked to have seen him just do it today at a press conference in the locker room and basically just say, you know what, I didn't play good. I missed some opportunities, and I should have hit Adam Thielen and not even get into the apologize to him type of comment. No, no. Here's what should have happened. Either Thielen or Mike Zimmer should have come out and said – some things were said in frustration after Sunday's game. Those things should have stayed in the locker room, and this situation will be dealt with. Cousins shouldn't have to say that. Cousins shouldn't have to say 
anything. And frankly, if Cousins is truly a badass quarterback like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, it would have been the receiver who was in the studio last night taking the microphone and saying, hey, before Kirk says his thing, I'd just like to apologize to Kirk for the things I said after the game. I was out of line. I was unprofessional. I was frustrated. It shouldn't have happened, and it won't happen again. And the way you get Thielen to do that, Chris, if you're the badass quarterback, is you say to Thielen, look, I'm never going to throw you the ball again for what you said, and the only way you're going to get back in my good graces is if you go back out there and put the toothpaste back in the tube. And there are great leaders of men over the course of the decades that the NFL has been in existence that that's exactly how they would have handled a situation like that. And that tells me that Kirk – it proves what we already know. When he gets in a big spot, he doesn't have the mental toughness to see it through. He seizes up. He, he's too aware of the moment. He can't be loose. He can't be confident. He doesn't have swagger. He's not a natural leader. And the fact that Thielen felt comfortable saying what he said and the fact that Cousins felt compelled to apologize to Thielen, who should be apologizing to Cousins underscores, the guy doesn't have from the neck up what's necessary to be a successful NFL quarterback, Yeah. period. And well, you're not going to change my mind, Kirk, unless you win a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, apparently we know he's not going to change your mind. I mean, and, and again, I mean, they're both wrong. You're right. And Adam Thielen's in the more of the wrong. He is. You're right about your point in Zimmer. He should have squashed it earlier as well. Agree with you there. Uh, Kurt, and, 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 and just to get totally technical football-wise – Yeah, Kirk Cousins is to blame. There was opportunities there. As we said in the show, I watched this film yesterday to answer some of these questions. I wanted to know them too. And, yeah, there was a few too many plays where I don't – you know, the protection was good and Kirk Cousins predetermined to go somewhere else or got the ball out of his hand for no reason because he thought the protection might not be good, and it was good. So there was plays there on the field that were yards that were left uh, there to be had that didn't get taken advantage of. So, yeah, I, I mean, all of that. But And then to your other point, Mike, you're right. I mean, even with me, and I'm not saying I'm even in the class of the other guys, but if somebody kind of said that to me, they would they would know about it the next day in the locker room or whatever. I would I would have just gone up to them and just been I mean, hey, dude, that that's an asshole remark. Sorry, sorry to swear on the PFTOT, but that's what I was said, and probably would have said, you know, that's an effed up move too, and added the real f word in there, like to say that. I would have let it known it's not cool. Like, hey, I can handle it, and I know I should have been played better, but that's effed up on your part, and you're an asshole for saying it. And that's what a, that's really what he should have said, and I think that's what it would have made a po- apologize or an apology from Thielen come forth before Kirk Cousins uh, doing the apology. Hey, back in the 90s, Chris Carter. Chris Carter didn't even call out Warren Moon. He just went back to the huddle complaining that Warren Moon didn't throw him the ball. And Warren Moon said to him, if you ever do that again, I'll never throw you the football. Yeah. Ever. Right. And, and that's how the leader of the offense, that's what the quarterback is. Adam Thielen's not the leader of the offense. And what he's done now is he's given license to Stephon Diggs, who has kept his mouth shut, right. even though he barely gets the football thrown his way. Mm-hmm. Now Diggs has license to chime in, and it's all going to potentially crumble on the Vikings if Kirk Cousins doesn't win the battle with Kirk Cousins coming up this weekend against the Giants. All right, the NFL has an ongoing battle with Vontez Burfick. There will be an appeal of that 12-game suspension, and I suspect the Vontez Burfick will get it trimmed down to maybe six games, eight games. Maybe if he's lucky, he'll get it down to four games. Here's what Derek Carr, the Raiders quarterback, had to say about 
Vontez Perfect. Perfect is one of the most misunderstood people in the NFL. He's a great guy. I don't think the suspension is fair. His heart is broken. I don't think there's anything misunderstood about Vontez Perfect. And I know, look, teammates got to support a teammate. But I think this is a situation where your best play is to say nothing. That's a matter between Vontez Perfect and the league. We have to focus on who's available to play. We hope he wins his appeal. We hope to have him back. But don't call him misunderstood. Nobody's misunderstanding Vontez Perfect. He's a dirty player, and he always was, Chris. Yeah, I mean, Mike, I, I, I mean, with you. You know, it's okay to defend the guy and go, hey, you know, this guy's like better in the locker room than people realize. And he's been a great teammate that way. Yes. Misunderstood? No. He's not. We completely understand that he's one of the dirtiest players we've ever seen. There's nothing to misunderstand about that. So that's wrong. And Oakland Raiders, you've lost your like uh, ability to talk on these subjects. Sorry. You told me Antonio Brown was misunderstood too. No, no. We understand. He's a douche. Okay? Sorry. Don't know other way to say that either. So stop like defending like this stupid crap. Like I just I don't get that. It kind of frustrates me as you as you can tell. But um, yeah, there's nothing misunderstood about what Vontez Perfect has been on the football field. And, you know, this is an example of another quarterback who just doesn't get it. Just because you can throw a football doesn't mean you are a leader. Because there's got to be guys in that locker room who are wondering when Derek Carr says this, he's really, he's misunderstood. Like, we've played on teams that have had to deal with Vontez Perfect. He's not misunderstood. Now, if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. Yeah. But there's no misunderstanding at this point. The guy's got a long list of infractions. And it's finally caught up to him. And the NFL has taken a strong stand. And, again, I think he'll be somewhat successful on his appeal. But, you know, he already left London. He knows he's not going to get the entire suspension thrown out. Right. The question is, how many games will it get trimmed down And when, down and to? when is Antonio Brown's misunderstood, Vontez Burfecht's misunderstood, and who are we waiting for next to the trifecta of the misunderstood? Who is it? You know, I mean, I feel like it's only a matter of time before something happens with Richie Incognito, and then we start to say there he's you misunderstood. Go. Richie Incognito is yeah. misunderstood. Right, yeah. right, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going I'm I'm to go out of order since we're already talking about Antonio Brown. Let's, okay. let's uh, give you the update on Brown's situation. There was a report last night from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that Antonio Brown has not yet been interviewed by the NFL. And I, 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 I want to be careful how I say this. Sometimes – what gets sold as news isn't really news, although I guess it's technically news. I guess it's news that he hasn't been interviewed yet, but I wouldn't have expected him to be interviewed yet because the way the NFL does its investigations is it talks to everybody else. It gathers all of its other information, and then it interviews the player. So, again, I, it's obvious. I guess it's newsy to say he hasn't been interviewed yet, but I'm not surprised by any of it. The NFL is not going to interview him until the investigation is otherwise done. The question is, how long will they take? Because, Chris, you know, in fairness, Antonio Brown, uh, who is not misunderstood on matters that relate to, you know, whether or not he should be on a team right now, right. he's essentially serving a de facto unpaid suspension because nobody's going to touch him until the NFL removes this cloud over him. So I think they owe it to him to move this thing along and get it done and impose discipline if they're going to so teams will know when he's able to play again. Because if they drag their feet the rest of the year, he essentially will have served a 14-game unpaid suspension. Yeah, no, I, I mean, um, okay, I'll say this. I was surprised, I guess, a little that they didn't interview him, right? Uh, I mean, what you're saying and certainly makes sense. I just thought by this time that would already have gotten going a little bit. And I guess maybe to what you're saying is they haven't got around to getting to everybody else involved with all these situations and they want to do that yet. Other thing I want to just ask you is 
you know, I also when I first saw this, is this one of those things that like they're going to stop investigating until they feel like uh, he's on a team again or getting close to being signed by a team? I mean, they're going to continue with this investigation. Yeah, right? they're still. Yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. have to because yeah. because they've made it clear that if you sign this guy, you're taking the chance he's going to be put on paid leave. So you're going to be paying him to not play. So, you know, what, what they should do, just put him on put him on the commissioner exempt list if you're going to or don't. And if you're not going to do it, then he can play while the investigation goes forward. This is one of the ways that the NFL manipulates its own procedures to, to its own satisfaction, which is, hey, we get to keep Antonio Brown out of the league so he's not undermining the 100th season of the National Football League, and we get to take our good old sweet time in figuring out what, uh, what we're going to do with him. And I just don't think – look – Here's the thing, whether it's Vontez Perfect, Antonio Brown, Richie Incognito, or any other player, they have rights. And I don't like it when the rights get disregarded. And I think Antonio Brown's rights are being disregarded here because of the fact that no one's going to touch him until this investigation ends. Let's end the investigation, or let's say we've decided he's not going to be on the commissioner exempt list until the investigation's over. Then the teams out there that would be interested in him would say, we can bring him in and we can put him on the team. And, you know, I, I, the last time I checked, the guy's pretty good. Yeah, he maybe, is. maybe it would be good to have him playing football this year. Yeah. All right. But- uh, all right, last topic for today. And this is something that drove me crazy on Sunday. And I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan, but me we were too. watching the games. Uh-huh. And the Titans were up 24 to 10. Right. It was about... Eight minutes left in the game or thereabouts. Not nearly enough for the Falcons to score three times. So it's fourth down, and it's chip shot field goal range. And here's Mike Vrabel rolling the dice like Mike Vrabel likes to do. And he went for it, and he didn't get it. And he was up 14. And he gave the Falcons life when they shouldn't have had life. The field goal should have put them up 17. Not nearly enough time to erase a 17-point deficit. And to his credit, Mike Vrabel has acknowledged that he should have kicked the field goal. He shouldn't have gone for it there. And I think sometimes guys get so swept up in this this idea of being aggressive that yes. they don't stop and think this isn't the time, Chris, to be aggressive. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I was shocked at the time, and I think you and I were both yelling in the control room as we were watching the game going, no, go up three scores. You know, do that. That's a huge power position. When another team has to go, gosh, we have to score two touchdowns and a field goal to just tie this game. Uh, so, yeah, and, and to speak more accurately, there was 13 minutes and 14 seconds left, Mike. But still, that was the right play, yeah. was to kick the field goal. And especially your defense, you know, been playing well to that point. You know, offensively. You're a team that's kind of been all over the map. So what made you think you're just a sure lock to just, you know, run it, throw it, whatever it may be on a fourth down. But you're right. Again, coaches are human. They get stuck in, they get caught in the emotions of the game sometime and they go, they go for the jugular. Uh, I think a, a little too much. It's become the new thing in the NFL. Oh, we're just trying to be aggressive. We're just trying to be aggressive. Well, sometimes aggressive is stupid, and that's just uh, a way to try to take that away. And, yeah, that was not his best decision, and I think he'll learn from it because I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan too, as you are. Anytime you're down 17 points in a game, it just feels like a dagger to the heart that you're never going to recover from. And whether it was eight minutes or 13, I mean, it's not enough time for the Falcons to score 17 points. It's 27-10 if they take the three. Right. The game's over at that point, right? Yeah. And, and look, it still finished 24-10, to 10, but, but Mike Vrabel gave the Falcons 
another opportunity that they just shouldn't have had. He should have taken the three and broken their backs there and called it a day. All right, uh, that's it. We're calling it a day. See ya. No more PFTOT, no PFT live on TV tomorrow. Some of us, though, or more accurately, one of us between the two of us will be working on Thursday morning doing radio. But then it's the PFTOT. Wait a minute. PFT. I'm getting all my PFT screwed up. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned joint podcast that's right the 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 most do i want to call it fun hour of the week it's pretty fun it's It's pretty fun we we go through every game and uh we make our picks picks against the spread i haven't gone back and looked at how we did last Uh, week although i was i was two and one in my best bets good for you i was two and one because i was one and two two. i'm i'm really gonna sit down later today and go through my games thoroughly i was disappointed last week i'm sure a lot of people were but i need to bounce back i know my record wasn't good and i mean you have to do tomorrow you have a face for radio it's perfect i don't do that you know i'm just on tv you have a face for radio it's great good job how, how long have you been sitting on that one? Um, i don't know people always use that on me so i just wanted to use it on somebody else all right, <laughs> all right that's it everybody have a great day we'll see you tomorrow not on TV, but on the PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned Joint Podcast, PFT Live on Radio, ProFootballTalk.com, Around the Clock, and uh, Chris Sims Unbuttoned later today, the Deep Dive Week Film. Deep Dive, with get without, your snorkel With or here. without the big effort. Oh, the big, the big effort, effort is supposed to be there. He's supposed to be there. Yeah. What's his What's his uh, attendance rate? Oh, and so far it's been, during the season, I think it's been, uh, oh, well, yeah, I think he, one week he's missed. One week. I think he's been in here all the other ones. Well, tell him we said hello and eat your Wheaties and uh, have a great day. I will. You too. All right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.